Tune in Tokyo, TNT edition. I'm Jackie. Wait a sec, didn't we fucking watch this like three weeks ago? I'm Sam. I thought Darby Hinton was excellent in this movie. Oh, that was a different movie. Huh. I'm Justin. Sam and I had the same opening line. And this is Sneaker Madness. <laughs> What's that smell? <laughs> I don't know about you, but I'm thirsty as fuck. Thirsty, thirsty, thirsty as fuck. Hey, look at me! You! Thrill me. If you come back in here, I'm gonna hit you with so many rights, you're gonna beg for a left. Thrill me. Beg for a left. Thrill me. Hey, look at me! No! What? Hang on! It stinks. Oh, welcome to Sneaker Madness, the podcast about bad movies by bad movie lovers for bad movie lovers. I'm your host, Justin, with me are always Sam and Jackie. Uh, this week on the show, we delve into another black exploitation pick. Uh, this one coming from 1974, starring uh, nobody that I know. Uh, I guess Sebastian Stan, I think is what his name is. Uh, directed by Sergio Santiago of uh, Firecracker fame and also of uh, making the same movie twice. Um yeah, it's just a clone of Firecracker. <laughs> well, Firecracker well, no, Fi- Fire is a clone of this. Yeah. Yeah. TNT Jackson currently streaming on Amazon Prime. So, uh, ha- I, we should preface that we're all hungover. Um, we had a Skype party with Sam last night, and uh, we all got super, super drunk. So, you're going to have to deal with some Jackie groaning every now and then because I don't think she feels very good. <laughs> no, no, I do not. Describe your symptoms. Um, I've got a headache. Uh-huh. Uh, had several spouts of diarrhea today. I thought you were going to say syphilis. <laughs> uh, yeah, I get syphilis from drinking too much rum. It <laughs> yeah. happens to everyone, yeah, apparently. Hangover syphilis. Yeah. Uh, see, my head hurts. And I feel like uh, I'm not real stable, like I'm a wobbly doll or something. Yeah. Yeah, we'll talk a little bit more about your symptoms uh on the next corona sode but sam uh you are also slightly hungover but you have a job to do and it's to uh tell us what you know about tnt jackson we had talked uh several weeks ago when we did firecracker about zero h santiago and i was like you know he's got a bunch of these movies that are batshit crazy uh it should be noted, I didn't mention that an interesting thing about his relationship with Corman is that the New Horizon Pictures is the domestic tag and New World Pictures is the uh, mar- uh, mass market tag okay. for uh, Corman's productions. Zero H Santiago, the big dollhouse, is the first New World Pictures movie. Oh, interesting. The relationship between Zero H Santiago and Corman is really interesting versus... The guys that we're generally talking about with uh, Corman, with like uh, Jim Wynorski or Fred Olin Ray, mm-hmm. his fixers, basically. And then there's like the Joe Dante group that sort of like became successful. And then there's the early crew that was like Scorsese and those guys. But those guys all had to work with him. Right. It seems like he just sent screenplays to Santiago. And then because of the fact that they were co-op productions with the Philippines, mm-hmm. he just got a movie back and Santiago got to release his own version of the movie domestically in the Philippines. Okay. Which is 
probably why this one was called uh, Dynamite Wang and TNT Jackson in the Philippines. It, its title was Dynamite Wang and TNT Jackson? Dynamite like, oh, Wong, sorry. Okay. <laughs> huh. But yeah, he had the... Joe had main billing on the Philippine release. Interesting. Yes. Now, here's where it gets even more interesting on the sort of whatever these guys were doing that when it's one of those Roger Corman deals where he's like, uh, the money keeps showing up, so I don't care what it is that they do over there, but it seems really early on that they're going to undermine any level of control that he wants to assert over these things. So he's basically just sending a checkbook and a screenplay and getting back whatever the fuck they give him. Right. And, uh, this original, the first draft of this was written by Dick Miller. The Dick Miller? Yes, Dick Miller, because he was like, we got to do a good job on this one. Dick, get over here. You're, Dick, you write the script for this. Okay. And, you know, only take two days. <laughs> and then you right. got to... There's something going on in the bathroom. <laughs> and also, I think I need you to be two characters tomorrow. Right. Yeah, exactly. So... <laughs> do it all. Do everything, Dick Miller. Who's Dick Miller? Oh, you know Dick Miller. We do this every was, time. Yeah. Yes, he suffers from a very mundane name, but you famed actor Dick Miller, who is in every single fucking movie ever. We lost last year, unfortunately. Um, he was the lawyer in Truck Turner that we just watched. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Dick, yes. Dick Miller. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Check. Note it for Dick all Miller, time. Yeah. You'll see He's him in again. like. Half the movies we do. Right. Dick Miller just shows up to say hi. I think he's in half the movies on the AFI Top 100, too, Sam. It's just he's in everything. He's in every fucking movie. Right. Everybody's friends with Dick. Everybody was friends with Dick Miller. He was so, great in Best in Show. <laughs> what? That's not Dick Miller. That's, uh, how many push-ups do you think I could do? <laughs> What, what the fuck oh, is this? Oh, Fred name? Willard? Fred Willard. <laughs> oh, uh, I'm hungover. I might not just be, I, I can't even think right. Yeah, I, okay. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll. I'll address, look him up later. Yeah, we'll address Dick Miller for you, <laughs> Jackie, because I think you say that on every episode. <laughs> so we were also sort of puzzled by who's this white guy in uh, Firecracker? Mm-hmm. Right. You know who that white guy is? Ken Metcalf. He's okay. the guy that took Dick Miller's script and then Rory wrote it slightly three times because they didn't just make this twice. Angel Fist oh my from 1991 God. is also this movie just done over again by the same three guys. And about the same period in between movies. Or two like, guys. Yeah, it's like every 10 years they make this movie again. Right. And it's not that good of a movie, guys. <laughs> I think they just... That's probably one of the things that where Santiago gets to kind of run wild with Corman's money mm -hmm. is that if a movie shows up in the mail on time every three months, there's no questions asked. doesn't matter what the movie so, is. So what the movie is, or if you've done it three times, apparently Ken likes to do this one, and it's always the movie that we can do pretty fast when we don't have a movie to make, and we got to turn one in every three months. Right, because we're, we're now very good at this particular brother sibling revenge movie uh you know it's it's very efficient you know we've, we've got practice we can crank that one out in in less than a couple days <laughs> i'm just gonna guess that ken metcalf plays the bad guy again in angel fist right right as well yeah. why why fuck up a good thing right 
uh, is this just a money laundering scheme? Because <laughs> that's what it sounds like. I've been watching the Ozark, yep. and this is what it sounds like. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take care of the books, and you're gonna give me a product so that I can write some shit off. I'm sure some money was laundered from Hollywood films overseas. I, I am positive of it. Well, the mob was involved from the early onset, right? Right, right. There's yeah. always been. Yeah, there's dirty money in Hollywood. Yeah. There's bad people there, too. Go ahead and hire Serio and then mark up the budget, uh, you know, $3 million, but it's only going to cost us a couple hundred thousand, and then you know, you've cleaned some money. Yeah, some of Serio's did cost... Ex- he had a weird run of movies that cost exactly $3.25 million each. Oh, huh, There's no fucking way he spent that much money. <laughs> oh, my God. He's, uh, he's Marty Bird. Uh yeah, Jackie did the same thing when uh when we finished Breaking Bad. She saw she saw meth everywhere. <laughs> hey, that mm-hmm. movie's about meth. That's about meth. That guy at the gas station, he's peddling meth. <laughs> yep. Well, somebody oh. called our camper van yesterday. That's some breaking bad shit right there. Who said that? When we pulled over to let the dogs go to the bathroom. They said that? Yeah. About our fucking motorhome? All those sons of Okay, say? we're gonna we're going to talk more about that on Wednesday, Jackie. You you round back to that. That pisses me off. Okay, go ahead, Sam. Uh, anyway, Metcalf goes back to Santiago and Chiquito all the way to uh, one of Roman's, I think, favorite black exploitation movies, Bamboo Gods and Iron Men. Right. Uh, Ken Metcalf wrote that one as well. Yeah. And Chiquito is in it. Uh, I would also think that... So Mexican food? <laughs> no. Yeah. So the guy that delicious. plays Joe... The uh, guy who, the only person that knows less karate than Jeannie Bell, uh huh. That guy's Chiquito. Okay, okay. That's his. He's <laughs> he goes by a mononym because he's that big of a star, right? In the Philippines, and he's not a martial artist. He's a comedian. Okay, okay. So I'm thinking. That this might have been a comedy in the Philippines. Mm. And that was, we're talking about Joe? Joe, yes. Yeah. Okay. Because he doesn't know, nobody in this movie knows anything about martial arts. It's stunning. We need to start right there. Yeah. This, and it's been a while since I've seen this, and right when it started happening, I remembered, I was like, oh, yeah. This is, I think, the worst martial arts I've ever seen in a movie. I think it has to be because there can't be anything worse. Like, you can't do it worse. I know we've talked about some bad martial arts here and there, but my God, is this bad. Yeah, when the Shaw Brothers or the underlings that were sort of picking up table scraps of the Shaw Brothers did bad martial arts. Uh Uh-huh. It was just too slow. The form was still there. This is formless garbage. Formless garbage. I compared it there, to uh, when we were watching it. I was like, you know, this is like when two elementary school kids have seen Karate Kid for the first time. Right. And they're out there trying to kick each other and shit. Yeah, no, they, those kids do a much better job. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I mean, there's so much more than just. The, the actual stunt work that's being done so poorly. The karate acting is also everything that's surrounding the violence when they like the setup for the fighting. The our lead lady, what's her what's the actress's name? Uh Jean Bell. Jean Bell 
has got the Anne Hathaway crazy hands going at all times. She cannot stop flailing her arms in some manner of like, I'm, I'm sure that there's a karate term for when you are getting in position, you know, like the cobra strike or the flamingo kick or whatever. Uh, the stance. Yeah, the stance. But she is just fucking flailing around like she's a fucking octopus on the beach. It's like, what are you doing? <laughs> she's as unathletic right. as I've ever seen anyone be. Yeah. And until Chiquito shows up. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like, I'm less athletic than the least athletic person on earth. At least honest. he has an excuse. He was 50 and a comedian. Right. She yeah. reminds me of the kid in high school that has to dribble the basketball using both hands at the same time. And somebody saw that and was like, that woman is an action star. <laughs> yeah. No, she's the girl that in dodgeball just walks up to the front of the line and somebody only hits her with the like a soft one for mercy. And then she just goes and sits down right. and is weird and sad for the rest of P.E. We need her to be a kung fu fighter. Yeah. You know who she is? I don't. She's, I think, the second or third black woman ever in Playboy. Okay. Okay. She was a centerfold. Yeah, and, she's a smoke show. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, no, easy to look at. Yeah, unless she's trying to do things <laughs> of any with coordination or strength. Oh, it's hilarious. She's when she's beating the guys in her first fight scene. She can barely get the suitcase off the ground with both of her uh -huh. hands. Right. Yeah, she's a. Uh, and when that happens the first time, they're like, "Oh, just fill it up with pillows." So that's what's happening is she's barely allowed. She's barely able to swing a suitcase full of pillows. <laughs> oh, boy. OK, what else you got, Sam? Uh, really, I guess the only other thing kind of interesting is that uh, Tarantino likes this so much that if you remember in Kill Bill, Vivica A. Fox's alias is Jeannie Bell. Oh, is it? OK, I didn't. Yeah, that. yeah. that's the I thought yeah. she was. I thought she she wanted to be Black Mamba, uh, but she couldn't. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. I have never seen Kill Bill. Uh, it's not one of my faves. But, uh, it's not. I don't. I got pretty cold on him after Jackie Brown to through Inglorious Bastards. I didn't care for Inglorious Bastards no, either. Care. But I hated. I, I actually I, hated Inglorious Bastards. I did. I hated it as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, good for him. In fact, uh, we watched, uh, Saturday Night Live and Brad Pitt was the at home host. He only did one segment and he was fucking brilliant. Um, I, the same trajectory with him. Like I got really cold on him about the same time as I cooled off on Tar Tarantino. And now it's like, both of them are like, dude, your guys' bro stocks are going pretty good right now. Thank you. Yeah, I don't remember what it was. I think it was like basically from Legends of the Fall right up until Snatch. I had no use for Brad Pitt. But after I saw Snatch, I was like, whatever else you do, man, you're fine by me. No, I think and I he's cooled good off Fight Club. from Ocean's Eleven until about now. Oh, um, see, that was when Rusty's one of my favorite characters. I love him in Ocean's, the movies. Yeah, yeah that's what I mean. Ocean's Eleven was the last one I liked him in oh. until now. Like, everything in between there, like, fucking get rid of it, dude. You're done. I, I don't want to see you on TV anymore. But now I'm like, that, more Brad Pitt, please. Yeah. 
Anyways, I don't know why we're talking about Brad Pitt. Um, because you have a man crush. Oh, I don't. Everybody has a man crush on Brad Pitt. He's like the best looking dude ever. Um, and he's like fifty, and he still looks like he's twenty. Right. I mean, yeah. what the fuck? Yeah. That's not fair. It's not fair. It's I want to know fair. how Hollywood people do that because you see that a lot. Uh, Hollywood Faust. people don't do it. It's Brad Pitt. That's the thing. It's a singular thing that happened to one guy who's just better looking than everybody else. And no. he's like, whoops. That's not whoops. true, Sam. Paul Rudd was also on Saturday Night Saturday Night Live, and whatever bargain he struck with the devil that Brad Pitt did, it's the same thing. They're they're both they're both owned by Satan now. Because <laughs> there's huh. no way. I don't think that Paul Rudd would be able to play Achilles in the movie Troy. No, no, but I'm saying they're ageless bastards. They don't oh, okay. fucking age. They both look like they're goddamn 20, and it's infuriating, and it's not fair, and I wish I looked like Paul Rudd. I wish I was Paul Rudd. Yeah, me too. <laughs> and when I was 20, I looked like a mutant. <laughs> I couldn't grow a mustache. I looked like a suitcase filled with pillows. Yep. Now I look like a ran over suitcase filled with pillows. Now I look like a duffel bag full of pillows. <laughs> I look like a duffel bag that's had its outside melted off. Right. Sat next to the fire too long. Okay, let's get into TNT Jackson. Uh, just listen to our uh, uh, episode on Firecracker. All right, that wraps that up. Uh, you guys just ready to go do something else now? <laughs> I mean, it's fucking shot almost. I mean, it's not shot almost. This one's shot a lot worse. Uh, but it's there's even scenes that are the exact same. So bear with us here. But uh, it starts out with this dude. Uh, what? No, it starts out Charlie. with a dragon. No, it starts out with this dude. It starts out with a dragon on stage. Who is going into a theater. Uh, and that dude happens to be... Dale Jackson? Stacks. Stacks. Stacks Jackson. Stacks Jackson. Is that his nickname or did his mom give him that? His is probably Leonard or, you know, Marion or something like that. Because she doesn't go by Diane either. She goes by right. TNT. Yeah. Stacks. He goes by Stacks. Stacks Jackson. Okay. Uh, he's there to get some drugs. Uh, and do you suppose that this is a thing? People just fill theaters to go see people... A on dragon stage doing dragon fighting. You think that's real? I don't know. Because it sucks. I don't know. Why would it was be? Pretty well, I mean, you you get to see quite a bit of this play, and it's seriously guys on stage fighting a paper dragon. That's the entire thing. Yeah, it looks like it sucks. It looks like it sucks, and that theater's packed. Yeah. What the hell, man? Do Did they not have notice? movies? Did you notice a, a, a foreshadowing of things to come in that first theater shot? The extra sitting in the chair on the edge was the Ray character. Oh, really? From Firecracker. From Firecracker. Oh, my God. Yes, it was. And Ray was serves him. no purpose in Firecracker as well. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's like, I'm in this movie, too, but only for this shot. Huh, I missed that. Um, okay, so Stax. Uh, doesn't like the movie. He's uh, just there to get some uh, some drugs. And outside, uh, a gang of dudes, uh, including our main bad, Charlie, who is the Darby Hinton character. He's totally corn pop. Yeah, he's corn pop. <laughs> I know what that means now. I watched it on the TV. He's a bad dude. 
Um, he had a rusty razor blade. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck Charlie's doing here, but Charlie steals his fucking heroin. Like, I believe so, that belongs to me. I don't think it does because I bought this. If it's your heroin, that's your money. You don't want heroin. You want money, and I paid money for it. What? You don't steal drugs from some guy who just bought them? No, I guess you do. And then you sell those drugs again, and then you steal them after you kill them. from the You're just stealing money, and you're using drugs as bait. Actually, <laughs> actually you know what? You you do steal drugs. The book uh, fucking, uh, what's it called? Uh, not the, the mafia guy. The, uh, last... John Roberts. Yeah, John Roberts. That's what he was doing. He was stealing drugs from guys. He'd know yeah, no, where he the deal do... was happening, and he'd go and boost it. If he was worried about whether you could kill him or not, he would do legitimate business with you. Mm -hmm. But if he thought you were a pansy, he was just going to kill you and take all your drugs and your money. Right, right. But he was he was always boosting, stealing drugs from hippies because they weren't going to do shit, you know? So oh, yeah. Maybe, maybe that's what's going on here. I don't know. It's not real clear. Um, but uh, Stax runs backstage of the theater and Charlie kicks him through a paper wall onto the stage, and I guess that kills him. He's dead now. He's dead from paper wall. And I really liked this shot where the stage actress is starting to scream, and it sounds like an airplane, and then the plane comes on the, on the scene. Little little filmmaking right there. I liked it. I thought it was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, the editor got a workout here because he had to do stuff like that, and he also had to make the fight scenes keep you awake right and he also had to uh try to keep as much material as he could because this one's only 71 minutes long this yeah, may be the shortest movie we've ever done it barely qualifies as being a film right exactly. i know that if it's over 75 it counts as a feature uh-huh but if it's not 90 it's not really a movie it's not this isn't really a movie <laughs> this is a short film <laughs> Uh, anyway, so he's dead, and uh, at later point, our heroine, uh, TNT Jackson, she lands in uh, Hong Kong, and uh, she finds a cabbie, and he's like, or she goes, take me to the yellow section, uh, hmm, and he's like, no, we don't go down there, it's too rough, we, well, I'll drive you close, and you can walk the rest of the way, and uh, it's a pretty rough neighborhood, he's right about that, I wouldn't drive into this neighborhood. Well, once she gets into the really rough part, you couldn't fit a car through the streets anyway. Well, that's a good point, too. But even if you could, you would just be running over uh, uh, people who are getting raped and stabbed everywhere. <laughs> it's like The Message by Grandmaster Flash. Right. It's very dystopian. <laughs> there is broken glass everywhere. And why did they have to call it the Yellow District? Right. Did that seem a little racist to anybody? I mean, it's... I mean... I, yeah, but maybe not. I don't think so. Maybe they're actually just thinking about the colors, colors, because if then a character goes, well, isn't this whole island a yellow district? Then it would be racist. Then it would be racist, right. Mm. Uh, I, I've <laughs> yeah, got it figured point. out. Because it's the message, uh, you know, there's broken glass everywhere. People pissing on the streets, you know, they yes. just don't care. It's yes. it's yellow because it's filled with pee-pee. It's the pee-pee district. <laughs> That would make sense because the woman who's getting raped uh -huh, uh -huh. has pee pee on the back of her pants. Yeah, right. Because you just you just piss right there, you know. And then she, when you're getting raped, you roll around in the piss, and maybe that will deter some some boners, you know. It's a, when it's a we should talk pump. about this rape 
sequence that she sort of watches. Right. A man comes to save the woman being raped, but I believe he's killed. I believe he is also dead. Yes. Yeah. From he, doesn't, he doesn't fight the rapist off. He loses single combat to this rapist who then goes back into hot pursuit of his, his victim. But it seems as if he's killed that man first. And I don't know how. Like, he's he's just dead from yep. something. <laughs> it's a bad neighborhood. Yeah. Well, she doesn't even check to see if he's still alive or anything. Uh, she just kind of walks over his body yeah. like, oh, excuse me, I, I need to get over to the milk. How about how about a hand here, lady? You're our heroine. Like you just watched that all go down, and you know karate because the very next thing that happens to you is she's surrounded by dudes, and she we get exposed to her karate. And um, be uh prepared for the words she fights them poorly coming up quite frequently here. Yeah, I kept writing down. She sucks. <laughs> I kind of was digging her uh, fur purse, though. That was pretty cool. Yeah, she's got some sweet. She's got a like. Uh, she's not as good as dress as dresser as uh, Nichelle Nichols and uh, Truck Turner, but uh, she's got some good. She's got some good jumpers. Yeah. Yeah. At one point, I'm pretty sure she's wearing a, uh, a fur coat made out of squirrels. But uh, <laughs> you know, maybe that was the thing. I don't know. Who might have judged fashion? Eventually, uh, it wraps up with her busting uh, a knife guy's arm in half. That's pretty yeah. awesome. This is great because after all of this really bad martial arts, mm-hmm. the worst you've probably ever seen. If you're out there and you've seen worse, you got to let me know. Yeah, got it. You got to let, let, let us know what's worse than this. Um then they have to go into the super slow-mo on the only thing they have that they think is good, which is a guy demonstrating some of the most pedestrian butterfly knife skills I've ever <laughs> yeah. seen. I like that when he, he flips one behind the back, like he's fucking Magic Johnson. Like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> and they got and him in slow motion, too. They After he gets done with his, like, I, twirling is a generous word to use mm-hmm. for what he's doing with those knives, so I'm not going to say that. But after he gets done sort of showing off, as it were, he, one more for the road before he attacks her, switches the knives in air, like, uh, look at this, I can switch hands with both knives at the same <laughs> time. This is amazing stuff, right? Aren't you intimidated? Uh, yeah, then she yeah. rips his arm off, and he's yeah, like, she oh. busts his arm in half. It's awesome. <laughs> Blood spraying everywhere. It's a good. It's a good arm break scene, even though it looks so cheesy and phony. And is like he runs off with his broken arm, like all fucked up. I'm like, oh, <laughs> that's hilarious. Um, some white lady pulls up. We learn that she is named Elaine, and she's like, "Hey, rough neighborhood, huh? What are you doing walking around here? Can I give you a ride?" Uh, yeah, I'm trying to find Joe's Haven. Uh, okay, uh, I'll take you there. And she's like, "Man, you need to be careful walking these streets." And and TNT's like, "Oh, fuck you, bitch." And they're like, no, I'm no bitch. You're a bitch. You're a fucking bitch. Dude, you guys are in the same car together. Can't you be polite for like two seconds? Good God. No, they they both call each other bitches. And she's like, get the fuck out. Yeah. Okay, well, thanks for the ride, bitch. <laughs> yeah. She's bitch. like, what's your name? And she's like, I don't know you. <laughs> <laughs> I know. That's why I'm asking what your name is. Don't talk to me. <laughs> bitch. Yeah, uh, they are catty. Yeah, they are. They go into, uh, or she goes into Joe's, 
and uh, she asked, she meets Joe and uh, asks him about some money that she sent to her, her brother, who Joe doesn't know that they're brothers, but it's the exact same thing as fucking firecracker guys. Um, and uh, he's like, uh, yeah, well, let me, let me look into that. Oh, wait, there's dudes in my restaurant fighting for no reason, which is the exact same thing that happens in firecracker. It is. Well, we they're see trying him. to nab his girlfriend. His yeah, girlfriend? that's true. He has that like really hot uh, lady in the nice dress that is never gets a line. I don't think she gets no. to scream once, but that's a, but that's the exact same thing happens in Firecracker. They do that too. It's hmm. the guy that looks like Ogre has a girlfriend. There's a little bit of differences. <laughs> And also that he's sparring in the upstairs right. when she first shows up, which is different than Firecracker. Right. Yeah. Barely. Yeah. You also get to notice right from the get-go that he has somehow managed to be worse at martial arts. This is when you see it. You're like, this guy's fucking worse than she is? There can't possibly be another person worse than these two. And there isn't because nobody's as bad as these two. Yeah. Well, he does have sweet Elvis hair. Yes, Joe does have Elvis hair. That's true. It's not quite as big as Elvis's, but it's still pretty Elvis-y. He comes it with and a then, butterfly knife. This guy, I mean, I guess if it's a comedy, maybe they laugh at this guy for no reason, whatever, right? He can do anything and get a, and get a good giggle. Mm-hmm. But that's fine. When you're watching this in the American audience that Corman paid for, this is like... Casting Phil Collins as Rambo. Right. <laughs> Take a look at me now. Yeah. Um, that wouldn't be a very good movie. I'd probably watch it, though. Hey, Charlie comes in. Uh, Charlie is our, our, our bad, as I said. Uh, our Darby Hinton, played by Stan Shaw. Uh, I like Stan Shaw. I think he's a pretty cool guy. What is the... I mean, Stan Shaw's never really been in anything but he's been in enough that you've seen him a thousand times but he doesn't have that one role where you're like oh he's so and so right right because right. he's not he's just like oh yeah i've seen that guy it, it's like anytime ernie hudson's not available they get stan shaw yeah because like, ernie hudson's had a couple movies right, that he was somebody ernie hudson is the guy that you call when Keith David's not available, right? I mean, it's just trick. Yeah, it's reverse. It's a trickle Keith down. The guy that Morgan call. Freeman's not there. You go with Keith David. Yeah, or or yeah. Uh, um. Oh fuck! Now I'm blanking. Action Jackson. Damn it! So I got oh, a question. Oh, Carl Weathers. Carl Weathers. It goes Carl Weathers, Keith David, Ernie Hudson, then Stan Shaw. <laughs> ah, okay. That's your phone call train. What's your question? Do you think? That he wore his own wardrobe during this movie. I hope so. Because he has a lot of open shirts. Yeah, he does. Oh, Chiquito? Yeah. No, no. I, Joe. Or Charlie. Charlie, Charlie. Stan Shaw. I doubt it. I doubt that they have to use their own wardrobe because they got a long ass fucking flight. They probably packed as light as they possibly yeah. could. They can't bring enough for a movie with them. Right. They have like one bag full of undies and socks. I wonder where he got his clothes then, because he's got some pretty fucking flash ass clothes. Um, he's like walks in, he sees her kicking everybody's ass and he's like, Oh, check her out. So he, he goes back and he meets up with Elaine because she's the 
guy's bang lady again. The head guy's bang lady again. Just she's, like fucking firecracker. Yeah, if it's just like firecracker, she's the undercover cop. Right. Yep. Uh, same thing. Like, Don't worry about her. She won't be a problem. And they're like, okay. Who are you even talking about? What the fuck? Okay, we weren't worried about any lady that just came into town that nobody knows. That why were you even looking at her? Is what an intelligent movie would say, but instead they're like, okay, well, I think she's going to be problem. Anybody here want to ask who the fuck is TNT Jackson? Anyone? Why are we even talking about her? Or later on in the movie, Joe's going to like come to the sudden realization that Stax Jackson was TNT Jackson's brother. Uh huh. And there's other people that know both of their full names that didn't realize it. And it's like, what an amazing coincidence. Right. I guess, you nutsacks. Yeah. Yeah, it's so weird. Um, <laughs> so Joe goes to the theater to ask about the missing brother, finds out that some that he there was some black guy that died here a couple weeks ago from the bellhop or whatever you call those guys. And then he's chased by some dudes into the theater, and they get in a gunfight, and he blows them away, and I assume that they work for Charlie. I don't really fucking know. You have no idea. These guys look like freelancers to me. Right. There's just a general mugging. <laughs> One of them's wearing a, like a, a foxing suit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he was cool. My dad had that suit, believe it or not. Yeah, I know. I wore it for Halloween one year. Yeah, it was pretty sweet. I like, yeah. I like pl red plaid suits. He's even got a matching uh, little hat with it. And he's also got a huge chin. <laughs> But they're dead. Don't know who they were. Uh, later at Joe's, uh, Charlie hustles TNT. He's like, uh, hey, baby, uh, why don't you come down and join us? She's like, how about you join me in a cup of fuck off? And he's like, mm, I don't like your attitude, but these bosses want to meet you, and I'd like to get a look at that ass. And she's like, okay. So she goes downstairs, meets the bosses. Their names are Ming and Sid, and just like Firecracker, Sid's the head white guy, and Ming is the guy that has the supplier connections. You're like, hey, wait, Ken Metcalf. Right. I almost didn't recognize you because you have a beard this time. <laughs> Barely. Oh, my God. Ming is fun, though. Yeah. Because I decided that Ming bears an uncanny resemblance to Adam Driver. Kind of. He has, like, the same hair and eyes, and I was like... And he was, like, way more stoic and serious than everybody else in this movie. So I was like, all right, you're the Adam Driver of this movie, bud. Yeah, I think I like Ming uh, in uh, this better than whatever his counterpart was in Firecracker. I like everybody else in Firecracker better than the, their counterparts here, except for Ming. I think this was the better version of the that guy. Yeah. So uh, they uh, all sit down and enjoy some belly dancing and the ladies are being catty bitches at each other still. <laughs> I'm not trying to take your slot, bitch. Well, you couldn't handle it if you did. I do it's all not... my work standing up, not on my back. And then well, just so you know, you. you said belly dancing. They don't actually take their tops off in belly dancing. Right. This is sure. just toplets dancing. Yeah, okay. All right. Uh, I would also like to say that... Um, Mm-hmm. Yeah. You said it all, man. Thank you. Yep. Uh, yeah. Oh, the, when this is also when uh, 
He's like, I've never done it with a black chick. Is it going to rub off? Yeah, dude. Sid's fucking being a piece of shit. And she's like, fuck you, asshole, and walks off. And Joe is like, oh, shit, you fucking screwed that up, lady. Now we're never going to get in with the drug dealers because you're trying to get in with the drug dealers because you know that they killed your brother when you don't know who killed your brother currently. Why are you pursuing this path? It doesn't make nobody's motivations light up at all. Well, I guess she knew her brother was a fucking card-playing drug dealer. Maybe. His Maybe. name is Stax. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. But, uh... So, he tells her, yeah, hey, look, uh, your brother's dead. Also, I like your boobies, because th- she's in the bathtub, and thanks, thanks for that. So she swears, uh, vengeance. I will have my revenge! Against somebody! Like, <laughs> you guys that look like each other and have the same last name or related. <laughs> wow. Uh, that's racist, Sam. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. I'm, I'm confused on all that now. Uh, later at uh, Sid's place, or he, Sid's got a, a big shipment coming in. It's, it's the big one. And it goes south. Uh, all this shit gets stolen. Uh, his mans are dead. Uh, we get and- some sweet dramatic deaths during this oh scene too, God. where people like stiffen up as, as stiff as they can can, and they ah, ah, and then like they raise up an arm and then they fall down. Everybody in this fucking movie thinks that they're fucking Ben Kingsley or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they do. Well, Ben Kingsley just doesn't do as good as any of these people. No, <laughs> <laughs> these all these deaths are dial- dialed up to about twelve. It's it's great. Uh, at one point, a guy like dies so fucking slowly. He's been riddled with bullets and he overacts his way, does everything that Jackie says, and then falls off the edge of a boat into the water. Like, dude, you got you're you're nobody. What, who do you think you are? Get off. Get off screen. Dude. <laughs> yeah, get <laughs> my next favorite one after that was uh, the guy, the last guy standing. Right. Uh-huh. And as he dies, he's like, yeehaw! (laughs) (laughs) He yeehaws and then dies. It was so random. Right. And you almost, he's doing pretty good. You almost think that he's going to shoot all the other guys. Because they're shooting up each other pretty good here. And he's got a fucking Uzi. And the other guy's just got a pistol, but he somehow shoots him and... (laughs) Ayah! It's hilarious. But Sid, Sid thinks... Oh, my drugs have been stolen. It's got to be that TNT Jackson. Yeah. What the fuck, Sid? Because there's only three black people in this entire town, and they're what? they're racist. Yeah, so they just blame it on the black lady? <laughs> yeah, they're I like, it's guess. probably her. It doesn't work logically. It's like, what happened? Well, there was a large gunfight where a lot of people died. Mm-hmm. It was obviously TNT Jackson, not yeah. an entire squad of adversaries. <laughs> Their bodies are still laying there. We could go see who actually who it was. This nope, guy's name's it's TNT Phil. Jackson. I just, I just pulled his wallet out. It says right there. My name is not TNT Jackson. No, that's a ruse. This it's it's TNT Jackson that did all this. Okay, Sid. Whatever, man. So Charlie, he puts together a team uh, to prevent it from happening again. And TNT wants to join up on the team. That's how she's going to get in. She's going to find out all the info by joining this. Uh, this bodyguard team, drug bodyguard. So she goes over to Charlie's fucking 
ninja training camp because of course he's got one of those and uh she's like i want in he's like oh yeah well you you suck and she's like no i don't suck i'm i'm good uh, i want to fight your top dude and he's like oh yeah the top dude is me and so none they of kind the, of fight none of the moves that they do make any sense during this fight yeah none like none Joe manages to have some moves that make less sense, but it's only occasionally. But their whole, like, prelude to the final fight is like, oh, my God, these two don't know karate <laughs> at all. And yeah, it's not hard. Of, there's lots of backflipping and jumping in the air and jumping over each other. And, it, and she it, randomly turns into a man wearing a wig who does backflips for no reason. <laughs> Very strange fighting style, lady. Um, yeah, they fight poorly. Uh, and uh, he's like, okay, well, I guess you got some skill. Uh, how about we go have a drink afterward? Just like Firecracker. And yeah. that's when I wrote down, wait a minute. Is this just Firecracker? <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> that's the, the them drinking scene, him killing her brother. And now they're falling in love. I'm like, oh, shit. God damn it. Yeah, well, at least the... Well, I'll save that for later. All right. So she and Joe follow Charlie to a drug deal in a graveyard, just like Firecracker, and yeah. uh, they spot Elaine. Elaine's there, and so they chase her. I don't know why they like, hey, that's that Elaine lady. Let's get her. Why? She's not... Is she she spotted now? him. Yeah. So TNT Jackson's going to snuff her out so she can't <laughs> talk. Okay. She's like, right. oh, I'm going to murder you. Plus, I hate you already because you're pretty, too. So I'm going to murder your ass. Right. And they fight poorly, very poorly. Elaine's not much better at fighting. She's better. She is. To the point that you can see distress in her eyes that she doesn't think they're going to make it through the scene because her opponent is moving so poorly. <laughs> can we... Can we speed this up and then the like, editor does speed it up and post <laughs> she practiced twice and doesn't look near as bad but still looks awful and is concerned and wondering if they're actually shooting this yeah. <laughs> because of how bad it is it should also be noted that uh, tnt jackson has uh bruce willis face anytime she throws a punch she's like <laughs> yeah she doesn't she knows that contact with anything could hurt and she doesn't like it <laughs> Uh, our heroine that's great uh but this fight ends with i guess elaine accidentally getting bonked she's knocked out by bonking her head on a gravestone on accident i think even though men died from less earlier in the same film right i thought she might have been dead but she's not i assumed she was dead because a man died from falling through paper right (laughs) this is a dangerous place the yellow district yeah it's it's uh, pee smelling poison. Um, elsewhere, uh, Charlie claims to Sid that another delivery has been hijacked. That delivery, the graveyard one, has been hijacked. Just like Firecracker. Just like it's the same thing. He's like, all right. I got to eliminate this middleman and get directly to the suppliers because right. then I win drug, I win. drug king of the year or whatever, right? <laughs> What are you? Yeah. And, and the then, winner is Sid. But he's, yeah. But he's so concerned with that that he's letting his right hand man undermine him and steal the shipments. It's like 
this Ken Metcalf guy had to come up with this, like, I figured out the ultimate drug scenario for a movie, and he loves it so much that he's used it apparently three times now. Right. It's not a if good... If not it's, more. It's not a good, uh, it's not a good drug plot there, Ken. It's it's pretty dumb, actually. <laughs> the middle or Maybe man. that's Yeah, maybe that's just what happens all the time. Yeah, is sure your is. guy gets you, takes your stuff, then realizes if he could ever get to those suppliers, <laughs> then he'd be the drug king of the world. Then his guy kills him, takes his spot, and, and Ming usually ends up okay. Right, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, Ming, however, is still blaming TNT for this. And so now... Uh, now TNT wants to kill Elaine to uh, like, we gotta, we gotta rub her out. We gotta get rid of her. And, and, and uh, Joe's like, no, that's a terrible, terrible fucking idea. You ding dong. Elaine wakes up and tells her that she's CIA. Cause of course she is just like fucking firecracker. And, and uh, this is when- actually fun because it's a little different than firecracker because immediately TNT is like, Oh, you're a cop. I hate you more. Right. Because you're expecting them to like, oh, we're on the same side now. And she's like, nope, I hate you more now. Yeah. Fucking pig. You, you yeah. bacon, bacon smelling bacon person. <laughs> she does a better job than you just did. Yeah. I, I'm not very good at uh, dissing. But so that's when Charlie and Ming come in. They just like, hey, we're here now. Okay. What are you guys doing here? Well, we're looking for TNT. She's the one that's stealing the drugs. And she's like, the fuck? Stealing the... What? Are you fucking crazy? I'm just a single person. What are you talking about? Where, where Lane's she, like... Go ahead, Sam. Where's she putting them? Smart guy. Yeah, smart guy. Where's all the drugs and the money? Did Where you, you notice she's living in a shanty? What kind of drugs? <laughs> what kind of money? Um, And Elaine's like, no, you fucking... Oh, God, you guys are so stupid. I hate you both so fucking much. She was with me all afternoon. It's not her. You guys are idiots. Get the fuck out. And so they go back. Or she's like, I'm, I'm coming with you. I'm going to tell this to Sid directly. I don't trust you nutsacks. Uh, and he, she walks into Sid's place. And she's like, dude, seriously, it's not TNT Jackson. She was with me all fucking day. He's like, mm, no, it's TNT Jackson. <laughs> yeah. Uh, these these guys. So Ming goes back to TNT, and uh, he's like, "We know it was you, lady. We're gonna torture you." And then he's like, "Oh wait a minute, I've got a better idea. Let's get your boobs out." And uh, she's like, "Yeah, what do you think of these?" And he's like, mm, "I think they're pretty darn good. Uh, I'm not gonna torture those boobies." Uh, and she's like, "Oh, I've never made it with a China man before." He's like, uh, you're about to be disappointed. Uh, that's not what she said. She said something super racist. She said super racist. Right, right, right. Yeah. But uh, so then she fucking whips all their asses in the most. The reason you picked the film. Right. The reason I picked the film. Uh, it's uh, she's got a secret weapon. <laughs> I love this scene. She's black. That's her secret weapon. So she turns off all the lights. She starts attacking people with just a pair of underwear on. Right. Yeah. And they keep trying to turn on the lights so they can see her. And she keeps kicking them out. And uh, every time they can see her, they can they, they start fighting pretty good against her. But then she turns off the light and starts whipping their asses. It's yeah. so stupid. She yells, well, they- you want black before 
she does it too and then turns off the lights and it's unbelievable. The first yeah. time I saw this, I was like, what? This is really happening in a movie. Yeah, right. Huh. It's it's pretty, it's, I think it's an iconic piece of film making right there. Like if you wanted to make a, a clip of all of the best sequences in a black exploitation series, this has to be in it because yeah. it's so stupid. <laughs> well, she really likes the move of, of jumping down onto people. Mm-hmm. She loves that. She does it all the time in this movie. Right. But now she's doing it with her boobies hanging out and you're like, yep. Oh, now I see why you're in this movie. Yeah, you go, this is reason you're here with such tremendously bad karate skills. Yeah. yeah. I, I understand completely. I am behind the decision 100%. <laughs> Good job, Serio. Uh, yeah, so she ends up beating all her asses. And then I like that Joe comes in and he's like, what the fuck is going on here? I can't see shit. And he turns on the light and she thinks he's an attacker. And he turns around and is like, Oh no, your boobies and turns off the light. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's ashamed for. Yeah, I think for the for the sake of bouncing boobies, her finisher in this sequence was jumping off the bed with her arms in the air and then bonking somebody. So when she lands, they just sort of jiggle up and down. Right, right. You can't right, even really pay attention to the finishing blow because you're just like watching boobs all over the screen. <laughs> <laughs> you distract from how bad the karate is. Uh, there was karate in there? Right. <laughs> <laughs> so Ming can't get another shipment because the suppliers are like, fuck you guys. We're not doing this with you. You can't yeah, even well, fucking keep your shit together. So Sid's like, get another shipment coming on credit. And Ming's like, yeah. You can't get drugs for free, especially not truckloads full of them, you dickhead. Do you want me to put that on Visa or MasterCard? How, you know, what are we talking here? Yeah. Diners Club. Yeah. That's not how fucking drugs work, Sid. God damn it. Uh, so Charlie goes to Joe and he's like, uh, where's fucking TNT Jackson? And he threatens to... Jackie, you want to you want to take this line? I'm gonna hang my foot up your ass. <laughs> How do you hang your foot up somebody's butt? I'm sorry. <laughs> what? Don't you mean dangle your leg from your asshole? Yeah, I'm gonna hang it up there, like, and then you can walk around. And I'm just gonna be being drugged behind you. Like, yeah, I'm gonna ram my foot up your ass, but then I'm gonna take it out. I'm gonna yeah. hang it <laughs> like it's a fucking hook. <laughs> He's got a pole inside of his butt that he hangs clothes from. Right. <laughs> you just put your foot there. Or he's going to be like Michael Keaton in Batman, just hanging upside down from the man's ass. <laughs> uh, so Joe or Charlie goes to TNT's new hideout and uh, they bone down poorly. Oh, but it poorly. wasn't it wasn't as. Uh nearly as sexy as Firestarter. Or Firecracker. With, Firecracker with, with the knife. knife. Yeah, with knife each other's clothes off. Yeah. She's got her grandma's uh, bathrobe on. <laughs> and he's just like, here, let me take that off of you, baby. <laughs> yeah, it's just like my mom's. My grandma has one of these, too. Mm-mm. They're also in, like a fishing shanty. Like, her new hideout is a real piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you going to stay there? There's just a hole in the 
in the corner yeah. that she takes a shit in, directly into the water below. Which is actually an upgrade because everybody else in the Yellows District just uses this fucking roads. So, yeah. It's a nice bathroom you got, <laughs> comparatively speaking. But they bone down, and he smokes a cigarette afterwards, and the lighter he uses happens to be a gift that she gave her brother, and she's like, oh, motherfucker, it's you. And I don't know why she doesn't kill him right there, because that's, like, in Firecracker, she doesn't learn that when he's in the room. Like, you know. Yeah. Why are you waiting for later? Do it now. This is one of the ideas that is more refined in Firecracker. One that uh, they burn more slowly to the reveal to the character. And two, they do more with the trophy hunting thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right, right. Um, so Sid gets word that the suppliers are coming in. They're coming to meet him at this at, at, at a fucking festival, just like Firecracker. <laughs> this is the other thing that I've never gotten about now that we're... And I've seen this one a few times, and I've seen Firecracker twice, maybe three times. And uh, the suppliers actually come to the drop-off? Right. They don't just send guys with trucks? Right. (laughs) They come themselves? I don't know. Well, this is about credit. Yeah. (laughs) And, you know, they're not going to just lend out drug credits just to anybody. We need to get your uh, Duns and Bradstreet number from you and uh, two forms of ID and sign this affidavit and fill out this loan application, please. Let me get on the phone with Standard and Poor and see if you're good for it. Yeah, right. Uh, Can we get a notary in here? (laughs) Not how drugs work! No. (laughs) Um, So Elaine uh, tells TNT to lay off. Because the cops are going to bust them, just like Firecracker. And TNT's like, nope, not going to do that. I'm getting my vengeance tonight, baby. So Elaine tells her cop friend to get rid of her. And they, they chase her down, and they nab her and stick her in jail. Did we pass the part with uh, Joe training yet? I thought that was at the beginning. No, that was his like warm up. Like, so there's another scene where she's just talking to Joe about how they're going to things are about to go down. And he's got one of those wooden dolls that you practice your blocks oh, and your arm right. movements against. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it is the worst. <laughs> it's pretty it's, bad. It's so bad that I think he's doing it on purpose for comedic effect. It has to be. Because there's no other explanation. <laughs> Uh, elsewhere, Sid has found out about Elaine being a cop, so he knocks her out and puts a couple mans on her and leaves her in the hotel room rather than, you know, killing her. Like, I don't yeah, understand. he waits for, he waits for her to take her shirt off first. Right, right, yeah. All right, so downstairs at the police station, the parade has poured into the police station. It's Joe. He's springing TNT out. They've got a little costume for her to get in and sneak out of there. I don't know how he uh, how he put this all together, but we don't need to know. And he got, uh, so when they first get to this parade thing, he's in, he like he gets captured by one of the paper dragons and he's carried off down the street, and then she becomes arrested after that happens. Right. So he's actually carried off by the carnival people. Uh-huh. Becomes one of them. Okay. 
and then mounts a daring rescue involving his new family and friends. Could have been a movie all of its own. It could have. It would be um, more interesting. Yeah. So she's chased down by the cops again. And here we go. She fucking uses Jim Cotta to get away. Like, what? God damn it. It's a guy in a wig. Right. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's what's his name from Jim Cotta, probably. Yeah, probably. The, the Olympian. Uh, yeah, she finds a, a fucking parallel bar. It's not parallel because there's only one of them. And uh, she fucking does Jim Cotta and then jumps over a fence, uses it to jump over a fence. It looks so fucking stupid and hilarious. It's great. Elsewhere, Elaine has uh, busted past her dudes, and now she's fighting dudes in the hotel uh, lobby in a bathrobe. Uh, it's pretty fun. And Charlie has revealed that he's the one who stole the shipments, and this is the only difference, really, the, ma- the biggest difference. It's not Sid who enlisted him to do this. Charlie is trying to take over all of the drugs. He's trying yeah. to be drug guy of the year. Yeah, he wants to be number one drug kingpin of the year. Right. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. You like me. You really, really like me, is his acceptance speech. I'd like to thank my agent, my producer. Um, Is this where uh, Elaine tries to kill uh, Sid and it's she does the worst job killing somebody ever because yeah. she like attacks them and then punches him and then just falls off of a 10-story... <laughs> banister and is dead yeah she uh her and tnt are downstairs fighting guys while charlie's upstairs fighting guys everybody's fighting guys and then she busts into uh sid's hotel room and fucking just pushes him through a window while also taking herself with like you know karate just kick him out the window it seemed like he made it and she didn't you think I don't know. I didn't think I only saw her fall like she pushes him through the window or whatever. And they end up on the balcony and he's like, oh, shit, we're out on the balcony. And she's like, and dies. <laughs> See, and I'm, this is what I saw. Their room number was 202. OK, they're only two stories up. Oh, uh, they're not going to die from this fall. Maybe some broken ankles. Hey, you could land on your head. And, if you land on your head, there's a chance. Yeah. Crack that open or break your neck or. Land on a land on your keys, you know that hurts pretty bad. Uh, you land on a lawn chair, you're not going to make it. Or <laughs> and le- unless you're in a perfect sitting position, and then you and then you land on it, and one of those little outside cabana boys brings you a, a drink, and you say something snarky to him while there's a dead man next to you who didn't <laughs> land perfectly. No, you don't say something snarky to him. You say, "I don't want a drink. I just broke my tailbone." <laughs> <laughs> My coccyx. <laughs> uh, yes, I'll have I'll have the new coccyx, please. <laughs> um, so I think she's dead. I don't think yeah, she didn't make it. Yeah. She felt like ten stories. It was pretty funny too because they have some pretty crappy dummies uh, for the shot wearing a bathrobe. That's the only one I noticed was the bathrobe wearing dummy. Um, the cops run in. They arrest the suppliers, which uh, leaves. TNT and Joe uh, free. They find each other in the hotel banquet room and fight poorly. <laughs> yes. Elsewhere, Joe 
has found some random guy to beat up who's not even in the fucking movie. He's not, but he's obviously one of the big wigs because they hold the shot. Like, ah, Joe has finished his quest. (laughs) Question mark. Who the fuck was that guy? (laughs) He was the... uh the guest in room 402B. Right. And uh, he was just trying to get some ice. Joe's like, not on my watch, buster. <laughs> eh, it's time to die. Okay, whatever, Joe. Nice job, Joe. You finally got your man. Who the fuck was that? <laughs> yeah, right. Back on, at uh, TNT and, and Joe's fight, uh, just like Firecracker, TNT's got her hands full uh, with uh, Charlie and then she gets a handful of Charlie. <laughs> he had this weird thing he was doing with his wrist where, it, you know, when you get dead hand uh-huh. and you, you start shaking your wrists. Right. Sure. Try to get the circulate. He was doing that. Yeah. During the fighting. Like, this is it. You're going to you're going to be distracted by my dead wrists. Well, it worked for a little while because she was getting beat up pretty good. Well, it's because then- she's only less shitty at karate than Joe. Right. <laughs> And he's only slightly or less shitty than she is. But it ends with her punching a hole in his stomach. Like, what? You can Don't do see that? It coming. The first time that it happens, she there's no preface to the death touch. You have no real idea that she's able to punch through a man's body. It isn't ever alluded to something like that could happen here. But that's what she does. Yeah. She just punches right through his tummy. And he stumbles off and dies. And she walks over his dying body and fucking Bef- the end the end before the shot is really over the end is on screen and you're like it's oh huh okay it's over i guess that wrapped up yeah good. all right i'm good okay all right uh that's your movie uh we took about as long to describe it as the movie actually is we're we're low on time here guys <laughs> we got a fill for the people for the fans uh so somebody better have some goddamn questions. I have a question. Okay. If someone flew across the world and asked you about someone that had the same last name as this other person, <laughs> wouldn't you assume that they were related I, in some I, way? Maybe it's one of those things where they just got the Jackson 5 there. Okay. And mm-hmm. so they just think that all black people, their last name is Jackson. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. He, he just... And so they, they could be related. They they might be related to the Jackson 5. Right. It's Jackson if you're nasty. Nasty boys. Or maybe the Philippines at this point in time where uh, they had gone through a renaissance of uh, social sensitivity long before uh, the rest of the world. And they're uh-huh. like, well, I just don't want to assume anything. You know what happens when we assume. Right. Yeah. I, I don't think so, Sam. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty familiar with what's going on with uh, their current prime minister and I sensitivity and the Philippines. I don't really think go hand in hand. Uh, not you, yet, do, at least. <laughs> do you still get caned for spitting outside? Yes. Oh, that's a good thing. What? what? You should not spit. Yeah, but caning is a. I mean, well, you're only going to do it once, aren't you? Why can't you spit? Because spitting spreads disease, stupid. You don't spit on somebody. Yeah, that's bad. But, you know. Yeah, so you want to be walking down the sidewalk in a pair of flip-flops and step in somebody else's fucking spit? No. 
That's wait. disgusting. Yeah, don't spit on the sidewalk. You're saying beat people up for spitting outside. I spit in my backyard all the time. That's your backyard. Right, but you're saying... Not beat, out in public. Beat that man with a cane for spitting outside. Yes. If you're in a public place and you spit outside, you are a fucking dick. What if you've, uh, what if you got coronavirus? Should you? You shouldn't well, even be outside. Okay. All right. Okay. There's a really good chance that caning someone for spitting outside has something to do with population density in the first place. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, there you go. Top tip. Top tip, dictators. You want to prevent disease? Start beating people to death. Yeah. <laughs> Spare the rod, spoil the child. Oh no. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I agree with your guys. <laughs> yeah, you, well, I'm not agreeing with caning people. I don't think it's okay. It's bad. It doesn't work. <laughs> I think just you know your first offense, you get three whacks. How about a wedgie? No, you caned three times. The atomic wedgie? No. Hmm. I'd, I'd, I'd actually think that atomic wedging would actually do more for crime than anything. <laughs> the atomic wedgies, man, that's hardcore punishment, dude. Well, maybe that we should just start pushing people's balls back up into their system. Right. Yep. Yep. And then you got to walk around with ripped underwear. It sucks. <laughs> if if the people see it happen to you, there's the shame. Oh, right. No, yeah. the, the whole town's got to come in and you got to go up one of those like little little platforms where they hang people on. And then you, all right, assume the position. And then some guy in a black hooded mask fucking just yanks on your drawers. <laughs> It's both funny and maybe crime deterrent. <laughs> it's the undercutioner. Yeah. Then you have to wear the uh, scarlet letter on your shirt so everybody knows. That that's the atomic wedgie, Jackie. It's it's your underwear goes up above your head and even if it rips, you it, they, they you pull it over your head. So that is the scarlet letter is your yeah. underwear. <laughs> yeah, your your underwear as a headband is say, is is really a, a dead giveaway of what happened. <laughs> You were spitting in public. <laughs> I did. Atomic wedgie. Um, all right. Anybody else with questions? No. <laughs> I want to know why they gave her cheetah hair. Yeah, her hair was a little odd. It was black, and then it looked like they tried to make it blonde mm -hmm. in some spots, and it just looked like spots yeah. everywhere, like like cheetah. It looked like a cheetah print. Yeah, a little, or like or... she sat in some dust. Yeah, she looked like she's just really dusty. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's a weird it's a weird movie, but uh, I guess that wraps up the the questions segment of the show, and so we'll move on to final recommendations. It's my movie, so I'm going to start first. Uh, yeah, it's a do. I like TNT Jackson. It's one of the worst fucking pieces of shit ever made, but it is a lot of fun, um, and it's just a good bad movie Sunday, enjoyable good time so yeah do for me jackie i also am gonna give it a do it's just fucking ridiculous and i like that it opens up with a dragon i don't care what you say i remember the dragon as the opening shot oh, okay well. to, and then the festival you gotta watch it at least twice so you can watch these people in the festival some of which i'm almost positive are wearing jock straps on their heads yeah well they got the atomic wedgie and Spitting in public you know, this like rando festival with all the, it doesn't make any fucking sense. They've got guys wearing uh, soup can lids mm -hmm. as like this weird body armor. It's just fucking bizarre. I loved it. I'm okay. going to give it a deal. Right on. Sammy? I give it an absolute do as well. I've seen it, I think, three times now. So, uh, 
And I would compare it, like, if you go on the internet, you're going to see a lot of things like, well, this one's not very good. You should watch Coffee instead, or you should watch Cleopatra Jones. Is the I think Cleopatra Jones was the most popular of all of them, right? I think so. Because that one actually Coffee's got better a, than Cleopatra Jones. Yeah, but the sequel to Cleopatra Jones is funny as fuck. Huh. I, the I don't know what Cleopatra Jones and the Casino of Gold. Oh, my fucking God. Yeah. No, okay. the, the, yeah, but then it was the most popular. That's why it spawned a sequel, basically. Gotcha. But the thing is, is that this one's funnier inadvertently than any of the other ones. It's, it's how I feel about Black Caesar and Hell Up in Harlem. Mm-hmm. Everyone is going to tell you that Black Caesar is a better movie than Hell Up in Harlem. And to what degree will be different. And that's true. It is a better movie, but Hell Up in Harlem is a lot more fun. Right, right. Yeah, this is a good time. Uh, I enjoyed it on my third view of it as well. Uh, so do from all three of us. Currently streaming on Amazon Prime and Tubi TV, so you have no reason not to watch it. Um, my next... Uh, well, Let us know. Wait, hold okay, on. Hold on. Let us know, listeners, what your favorite costume is at the festival. I'm, I'm interested to see oh, if boy. anybody else picked out like that weird shit that I was talking about and if, or if they saw something else that they just thought was absolutely bizarre. Yeah. You're asking people to have their brains work like yours does, and that's 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 weird. <laughs> I don't know if that's going to happen. Whatever. You're kind of a you're kind of a unique little character over there. Um. Anyways, uh. So I'll wrap up uh the black exploitation trilogy with uh Dolomite in uh three weeks. But uh, Sam, your pick is next. What are we doing? Uh, next week we will be doing on Amazon Prime Final Sanction. By oh David A. Pryor, uh, AIP. I think that it, what's going to happen is that you did this black exploitation run, and because this is my second AIP in a row, I think mm-hmm. I'm just going to run three AIPs in a row. Okay, that's and cool. so this this week we'll be doing Final Sanction with Ted Pryor in his most serious acting, and Robert Zadar probably in peak physical condition. So this is, will be peak Robert Zadar for no for those who know about the Zadar. Yeah, and if you're a fan of Mystery Science Theater, you've probably already seen this movie because it was one of their most popular episodes. Uh, up there with uh, um, the one uh, fucking uh, God Space damn, Mutiny? Manos. God. Oh, Manos. I've never seen this on uh, Mr. MST3K, huh? Yeah. Yeah, it's one of their most popular episodes. So, um, you have no reason not to watch it. So, watch Final Section this week, guys. Uh, we'll have a new Corona Sode on Thursday. Uh, in the meantime, stay safe out there. Stay at home. Stay the fuck at home. And uh, have, get to the chopper. Fans of Stinker Madness, iTunes thinks you don't like us. What? How is that possible? Well, it's because you haven't given us a review yet. Go to Stinker Madness on iTunes and take just a couple seconds to rate and review us there. While you're at it, hit up Stitcher.com as well. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter at forward slash Stinker Madness and email us at talk at We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening and get to the chopper.